Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. In a small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. He hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts. Hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. Join us every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central for discussions and guests on topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. This broadcast is rated M for mature and is intended for listeners over 16. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Now, live from J-Wolf Production Studio in Ontario, New York, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you missed that, I know. Yeah, All just a hair. week long, you miss it. Yeah, a little, huh? <laughs> How are you doing? Maybe here. I'm I good. miss you so much. And How I are miss you? you, John. As he rattles around that bag over there. Yeah, he's rattling, all right. Mm. His mic's um. off, he says. But he's rattling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how are things with you? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's where I am. Things have been hectic with, at home, so... So on Friday, as I was out with my mom and my two sons, we were at Old Navy, and <laughs> uh, my car wouldn't start when we got back in the car. And it's been that way all weekend long, up till today. Nice. Uh-huh. I mean, it's nice. fantastic. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I have. I literally have my mom's jump box thing you know in my car right now because mine just in case I, because i have mine i have my own right right which wouldn't work <laughs> nice so nice. i literally was like hmm did somebody throw some stuff my way mike henry uh about that hole about what, what hole what hole oh family <laughs> how's your whole family oh is that right? Yeah. Oh, the home. Hello, Ted Hi, and Sexy Eric. Cindy. Hello, hello. Hello, 
Very. Eric says hi, who Ted, is, Cindy, who is and Invisible oh, hi, John. Tammy. Who else was up there? Oh, hi, Mike. Okay, yep. go ahead and can't, go down. Can't go any further. Sorry. Oh, okay. We'll not let you go up any further. No, no, like, down, down. Uh, Terry Thomas is on there. Yeah. Oh, hi, Desiree. Yep. Yeah, Hi, but, Jason. Well, that's where we are right now. That's where we stand. Don't forget to take our poll. Is Bigfoot real? Yep. yep. Right now it's 100% because one person <laughs> answered. answered. That's it. Did oh, you answer? Oh, 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 look what happened. Oh, Down got two people. Got two people. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That's it. Now, guys, don't remember that we are um, on Paratalk Radio. We are also on WLFE, and we are also on the Tennessee Valley Paranormal Investigators page. We're only on the three today. Oh, just on the three? Okay. Yeah, so um, how's it sounding? Are we echoing? Does it sound good? Is everything good? good? You Let know, us we're know. We're getting the thumbs up, the love signs. We're getting oh, love. Lots of we love. Are, we are getting some love. I need some love right yeah. now. I yeah. really do. So news. Can uh, you feel the love? A couple things um, that I want to kind of go over before we get going with okay. Michael as soon as he calls. Um, I put out there uh, this morning about um, gathering the first Northeastern Paranormal Unity Conference. Oh, sure. And I've gotten a big response, and I'm hoping that we'll get more paranormal people um, involved and um, hopefully make this happen for 2020. Um, If not, it'll be 2021, but it's something I'd like to do, put everybody on the same playing field, no egos, no nothing. Mm -hmm. We all have something to share and get us all together and pick some topics and uh, discuss them. Shoot, I like it. Dinner, drinks, and talking. You know, so I think it would be a good as a conference. Um, The only thing that I'm asking is that uh, uh, when we do it, um, instead of me footing the bill for it, I think we should do some type of admission. Um, Everybody should at least pop five bucks in or something to cover the, you know, the expenses of advertising the event. Well, more than that, obviously. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, mean, normal conferences, if we do, if you, if you, and I would have you look into it because. I do my. I do the Winter Parafest every year. I, mean, I know you, how much it costs. I understand, but I think you need to, if we're going to do, if we're, I'm just putting myself in it. Yeah, I noticed how you just threw yourself in the I middle did. of it. I mean, it's fine. I do it to Jesse Typical all the Cindy. time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ride the coach. There's a big pile of, okay, yeah, let me jump in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm nice. saying is we. Yeah. But if, if you are really thinking about doing that, mm-hmm. I would make sure that, listen, not for nothing. There's people that make money off of these normally. Yeah, I know. And a and lot of us don't. I mean, we, Par- Paratalk Radio and, and WLFE, when we do our events, don't make shit. But off of I it. think we should. It's kind of tough because if, if I, it's kind of hard to say we can because if we start charging people to do these events, we won't have any. It's a conference, though. So if it was a multi day or even if it was all day, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to, I mean, so this is the things that I would have you think about. If it's right. a multi-day conference, right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, think about what would be entailed, how much would it cost to have rooms that much, you know, that amount of time. Well, this is something that we've already discussed, and everybody would be responsible. Like, I would, wherever the conference would be for us as the very first one. 
Um, everybody's on the same playing field. Nobody's making money money off of it. So everybody's paying for their own rooms. Everybody's paying for their own food. There's mm-hmm. no nothing's being given away. Everybody's paying for their own shiznit. That's mm-hmm. it. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why should one other person be responsible? Then that's I agree. It becomes a problem. And um I'm not uh I'm not into that. If this is gonna be a, a real also... conference, it's yeah. gonna be everybody's paying. Everybody's paying their own way. You know, there's no lectures. There's no nobody's oh, no being, lectures. No, no. Wh- how would no. you do it? Well, that's what I was trying to explain to you. Everybody's in the same playing field. We would have some. We would have, like, we might do an expo. See, these, this is all in the works. Like, maybe have an expo room where we could get somebody that invents new equipment, have them come in and do like a demonstration and put them on display. Mm-hmm. That would be like, say, in the afternoon, so from like three to five, and then five to six, we have dinner. And then, say, 7 o'clock, we would just open the floor to conversation and topics. So there'd be four microphones. So people could come up and say, okay, well, this is what I'd like to talk about. I have questions about this. Mm -hmm. And then everybody would answer. So that's how it would go the whole night. It wouldn't be be lectures. I, I I, I don't want that. Because once you start doing lectures, then somebody's going to think they're above somebody else. The attitudes, the egos, and all that stuff. I don't want that. I want everybody on the same playing field. I want everybody the problem at is, the tables, eating together, answering questions together. But you saw this in Gettysburg with a panel where... Yeah, that's some... a panel. That's a panel. I don't want a panel. I don't want a head table. I don't want any of that. I want all of us but in my one point, room. But my point is, is that sometimes somebody gets the mic and they don't relinquish anything. Well, that's why we have the host, whoever's hosting, it would have like a buzzer and say, this is the amount of time you got. Oh, you know? I like that. You know, or, you know, and it's all about leaving the egos behind. It's all about. But that will um, never happen, honey. It doesn't matter. We're going to try it. And the people that can't follow the rules, I mean, of the conference Mm -hmm. just won't come back again. You know, I mean, we have to be able to work together somehow. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if we do it once and it fails, Mm -hmm. then it fails. Right. But we should at least try it, you know, and and the response I've been getting. Mm hmm is out of let's say 30 people mm-hmm. uh i'm pretty much getting 28 percent or 28 of them saying yes what so nice. you know it's a good it's a good step forward and i i want to continue on with that i think that's fantastic you know i i think it's a good idea i just like you playing know, devil's so. advocate you know that. i know you're just like being a pain in my ass i like being yeah, the you thorn do. in your side yeah i know i know so, you <laughs> <Not> know, <true. laughs> well, before before we uh, introduce our guest, um, I want to kind of um, tell you a little bit about the gentleman. Please I, do. I can't Please believe do. I'm calling him a gentleman. Um, <laughs> Why would no, I'm just picking on him. He's he's listening too, so he knows I'm he, he knows I'm listening. Okay, I need and uh, you go right ahead as long as you're not screwing up my hat. Hi, that, John so. Covey. Hi, robots. Okay. She's hi Robin. Hi Kristen. Hi Tammy. Did I say hi to Tammy Petty already? I know I said hi to Tammy. I but... believe you did, but that's okay. okay. You get going. Keep going. Yeah. Events are expensive as all get out. John Covey said. Don't hi, I know? I'm so happy to see you. There's hi Mike. There's our guest. Yeah, she's right there. Yes, he is. Hi Josh. Let's see. Is that it? The, I'm caught up now. Yeah, they'll come. 
they'll come. All right, so our guest tonight is um, Michael Cook. Um, mm-hmm. Michael W. Cook, we're going to say. The W. Um, Bigfoot researcher, cryptozoologist, and an author. Uh, he was born and raised in the deep, dark hills of southern southeastern Kentucky. Um, Michael has been researching sightings and encounters of the unknown creature for 19 years, stemming from a face-to-face encounter with a creature believed to be Bigfoot while fishing on the riverbanks. Um, I've, that's kind of a common thing. I've heard that before. Um, active in the field, Cook has logged countless hours in the woods, conducting research and investigating numerous sightings. Um, he founded and led the Kentucky Sasquatch team for five years. Um, filling over 350 or filing over 350 sightings reported in and around the Kentucky uh, area. Um, the team was disbanded in 2016. Uh, Cook went on to create Cook Cryptid Research to use the platform for the research for his field research. Um, let's see. In November 2016, Cook and his fellow researcher Glenn Mink uh, had an encounter with two Sasquatch within 25 feet from them that's actually that's terrifying that that's pretty that's pretty cool that's too close in the summer comfort. of 2018 cook embarked on a cross-country road trip with a friend and fellow researcher to hit all the most well-known bigfoot encounter locations including uh bluff creek where the patterson gimlin film was made mm. um in the fall of 2018 cook spent 48 hours in one of the most haunted locations in the con- country oh that's cool Miss, what is it Pecans, I'll get you yeah, I'll, I'll take a couple because Teddy's starving. This fat boy's losing weight by the second. You are not. Um, so <laughs> we got a whole bunch here. I know that Michael is joining us. He's he's live there somewhere, right, Michael? Oh, I'm right here, you all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi, Michael. Hey, Cindy. How are you? I'm well now so that you, I have food in my mouth. Yeah. So did you like my little <laughs> yeah. intro? I liked it. I liked it. You uh, you gave me a little bit of uh, a little bit of flack there. Okay. Do you think well, it was because you wrote it? Rough you up. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> man. You wrote it, so I figured, <laughs> what the hell? If you wrote it, I could read it. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? true. That is true. I mean, you know, somebody else wrote a bio for me a couple of years ago, and I read it. And I was like, no, nah, that's not good enough. We got we got <laughs> fluff myself up, so I'm my own fluffer, and everything. When I do my films and everything, I fluff myself up. So, yeah, Mike needs a fluffer. Mm-hmm. Lord have yeah. mercy. Yeah. See what you said? A fluffer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's his it's own fluffer. It's the funniest fluffer. thing, though, Sandy. Ted's got, Ted's got like 20 applications in for that job, and, and I keep on telling him no. <laughs> nice. And that's why we have compressors. Uh-huh. Oh, God, I can't even... Michael and I met at the ECBRO conference, and uh, love oh, at first sight. yeah, it was love at first sight. He's, he's just amazing. He's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yep. I know. I was yep. really sad. You know, I was sad that I couldn't go to yeah. that. Bald and beautiful. Ekbro. He's great. I yep. wanted to go to Ekbro. Yeah. Yep. We had a good time, though, didn't we, Michael? I, yeah, we did. I stayed drunk uh, most of the time. It was, uh, right. that's what I do. I, uh. Uh, only time I was sober was during my presentation, and uh, yeah, and Ted didn't even stay for that. He was like, "Screw this, I'm I'm going out for a smoke or whatever." And he he walked outside the whole time. My presentation's like an hour and a half long, so that was, that was I, I never did see him. Yeah, he was like, "I'm not sitting around for this. This is this is stupid." 
So he left, and you know he missed a big, big part of it. But he caught, he got, you got the first of it, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah. man in. Yep. First man in, yeah. first man Last out. First man in too. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it was it was fun. Uh, we went squatching, which Ted didn't show us. Uh, you all Why didn't get we? in until late, late, late Friday night of that that week, right? Oh yeah. Hey, 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 Michael, hold on a second. Hold on a sec. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, who's this? Oh, my name's Jerry. Hi, Garrett. What can we do for you? This is Ted from Paratalk Radio with our our special guest, Michael Cook. And Peggy Kennedy. Sorry, I was trying to swallow the pizza. Whoa. Well, I want to wish I want to wish a happy Monday to all your special guests here. Um, you know, I wow. hear you talking about the different types of politics. You know, what I'm saying with the paranormals, and we can't be fixated on one specific topic. You know, what I'm saying going into 2020, and then I know this is not exactly what your show is about. You know what I'm saying? But we need to keep our eyes on the ball. We need to keep our eyes on what's going on around us, not only here in the United States, but all over the world and all over the galaxy. You know what I mean? We need to keep that mind on what our votes. We need to keep our mind open. What it's, it's not one party versus another. It's one planet versus another. And we need to keep that in mind as we go into this 2020 race. Do you know what I mean? Can I get an amen? That's hysterical. What did you have to say there, Michael? What did you say? I said, can I get an amen? Amen. And fellow ladies, you know, sometimes it sounds like a bit of a joke. Sometimes, I mean, you watch the cable news, and we know it is a bit of a joke. But you know something? We know what the future is going to be hold for us. We know this because we are on one planet, one people, one mind. You know what I'm saying? Stay bold and stay beautiful. God bless you. Well, well thank you. We appreciate that. Holy moly. Um, did, he say, he, say, uh, did, he say, did he say stay bald and beautiful? I plan on it. I, I think he said bald and beautiful. Um, <laughs> I just love your Yeah. Well, he, I like that southern boy ass. Accent and charm. Yeah. So she likes that southern boy ass. Yeah. There, Mike. I mean, well. Listen, Ted got a good view of it, and and I know he was looking at it the whole entire time we were at the at the conference. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. If he had Superman eyes, there would have been two holes burning my butt cheeks. So. <laughs> is there? Is that true? But that's all right. That's all right. You can you can look all day. You just just can't touch. No touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get in. Look, uh, so he, funny. He is a funny man, believe it or not. Yeah, Michael hey, is a funny Kristen. man. We Hi, did, Sheila and Adam. We did a, uh, uh, like a Q&A at the end of the event. And, oh, my. And um, he's hilarious. Michael is hilarious. That's awesome, but I want to make you very upset right now. Uh-oh, what? Cora said, LOL, hey, fat boy. I'm making chicken and dumplings. Because you called yourself fat boy. Oh. Fat boy. Nice, mm. Cora. Uh, Sheila says, hello, Mike. He is way too cool. Sheila was at the thing with... I appreciate that, Sheila. Thank you. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Tim. Yeah, Michael, you met Sheila. She was was with me Uh for the event. 
Oh yeah, Sheila. Yeah, good time. She stayed for the for my presentation, unlike somebody else. <laughs> yes, she, yes, she did. She was she was a better person than I was. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. See if I come to any of your bonfires now. Oh, oh Lordy! Mm, snap! Snap! So, Michael, we put oh, out a poll. Snap. We put out a poll, and I'm sure you can see it. It says, is Bigfoot real? And we got that poll working right now, and it says it's 75% working. yes. Um, there's an undecided at 25%, and there's a zero at no. Right. So. Okay, so is Bigfoot real? That is, that is the first question. Uh, I normally ask uh, the audience whenever I do uh, speaking engagement, and I ask them, I say, okay, how many people in here believe in Bigfoot? That's the value you ask. And, you know, so many of them will raise their hands, and some some of them will not. Now you ask them who's undecided, and they'll, some, the ones that didn't raise their hands will throw up their hands. Most of the time, people are not um, sure enough to say the word no. Uh, even, the, even the true spe- uh, skeptics say, eh, it could be. So is right. Bigfoot real? In my opinion, I know Bigfoot is real. And right. here's why. I've seen, visually seen this creature four times, uh, four of these creatures, and I have had countless encounters with them. Are you sure it wasn't the same creature, just kind of like in a different spot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not like the Loch Ness. I mean, you know, that's, I, I get that. You know, I know it's a joke, but I get that a lot. Like, well, how does people see Bigfoot in California and then see Bigfoot over in Kentucky? Well, I mean, you know, that'd be like, hey, how'd you see that 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 guy over in New York and see that guy over in in uh, in Kentucky? Because uh, they're, they're different different dudes, you know. And you would be surprised how how small-minded people really are uh, when it comes to this stuff. When it comes to everything, but when it comes to this stuff in particular. Quantum theory, John Big Invisible John's over here saying quantum theory, quantum theory. <laughs> We have actually that's uh, actually that that's a great John. You you brought up a, a great uh, subject, the quantum theory surrounding Bigfoot, and not only just Bigfoot, you can you can uh, bridge it over into the paranormal world also. We know so little about uh, quantum mechanics that this could, if we start uh, studying more and looking into it in a quantum in the quantum field. I think we will start seeing more and more similarities. Um, why does some people? Why do some people say that these creatures disappear right in front of them? And you know, they they might be in tune with <laughs> with the uh, frequency, the vibrational frequency, which is quantum mechanics. Um, and, and there's there's a lot to it. I recommend anyone who is anything uh, who has any kind of uh, enthusiasm toward the Bigfoot world or paranormal world, read the book by Ronald Moorhead, The Quantum Bigfoot, and you will open your open your mind and eyes. Now, Michael, you know who we had on here last week? Uh, no. I don't listen to the show. Ronald Moorhead. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So now thought, we get to tell that you were promoting his book. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've studied the Sierra sounds for most of uh, my Bigfoot 
world. In, right. In Bigfoot life. I've studied that. And then last year at Daniel uh, Benoit's ECBRO first annual conference, I uh, I got to meet him. And that was probably the highlight of my life. But besides, I, I put that up there with Bob Gimlin and, and a handful of other people. But, you know, I talked to Ron this book I'm writing, which we'll get into uh, talking about the book here in just a little bit. Um, but I interviewed him. You go for uh, it. You go for go it. Go for it. So uh, I talked to Ron uh, about two months ago. I just sent him a message on Facebook. I said, hey, Ron, if you don't care, I would love to interview for this book and, and all that. And he sent me a message back. He said, hey, I'm out of town, but I'll call you uh, when I get back. And sure enough, man, he called back. And he – we talked for probably an hour and a half. And oh. it was it was, it was was awesome. It was just like talking to an old friend, which, you know, I consider him now yeah. a friend. I do. And, uh, you know, he's – He's just a really rounded person. He's very mm-hmm. knowledgeable. And what happened yeah. to him in the Sierra camp was 100% real for one. For those who doubt that, you can go back to uh, Scott Nelson's uh, analysis of the uh, Sierra Sounds. He is a cryptolinguist. He worked for the Navy. And mm-hmm. uh, he determined that this was some kind of language, not just random wood sounds or was not done by human voices at all. Uh, in fact, it's impossible for them to be done by human voices. And uh, the uh, doesn't that make it, about it is, Michael, sorry to interrupt, but doesn't it make it that if it's, a, if it's some type of language that it put, that it takes it to a step above, it's not just, you know, crap, I guess, you know, it's not just grunting. It's just not noise. It's an no, actual it's, language. Exactly, and and that's where the uh, samurai chatter and all that, uh, the samurai chatter, it's intelligent uh, cognitive communication. Right. And Ronald goes into that in depth in the Quantum Bigfoot. But if you want to, but I say read the Quantum Bigfoot, read it by all means, but first read Voices in the Wilderness, Uh, simply because that sets the stage. That was what happened at the Sierra camp and everything that happened to those guys. And you'll see why Ron went, was in that, in that situation to begin with. You'll see, uh, you'll read about what happened during, uh, during all that mm. and everything. Uh, you, uh, any, any questions? Any questions? Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. What do you think, Cindy? Um, I'm good. I do have to say that when we were talking to Ron last week, mm-hmm. I mean, I literally told him, Michael, I just want to come and see him and have like like a days-long conversation with him. And I think that um, John would feel the same way. Do you agree, John? Yes. Yeah, we, we dug him, too. I'm we just not going to use literally in the sentence. Uh, well, see, I got when when I met Ronald Moorhead, I uh, I didn't know I was meeting meeting him that day. I thought I was meeting meeting him at the uh, conference, and Bill Lancaster 
uh, the director, producer, writer behind uh, the film Culture Bigfoot and Paranormal Bigfoot and the new one coming out, Native Bigfoot. I was with him. Uh, nobody actually knew that I was coming to the conference. I, I decided to surprise Daniel because I told Daniel there was no way I could I could come to the conference last year. And as it turns out, I was able to. And uh, we were at the camp. Uh, we were at the RV park. And <laughs> so this car pulls up, and Ron and his, his wife, Carrie, get out. And I'm just awestruck. You know, it's almost, I can compare it to this. Uh, it would be like Mick Jagger getting out of a car in front of you and you not knowing Mick Jagger is going to be there. So right. that's how it felt. And, that's you know, amazing. the first I'm, I'm like, oh, hi, hi, Ron. My name is Mike. You know, I, I geeked out. <laughs> I fanboyed out. I ain't going to lie. So, right. you know, he just he, that shit. the next yeah, no, day, I though, I didn't get, I, I didn't talk to him a whole lot there at the RV camp. But the next day, I was at the conference, and I was sitting there at Bill's table. We were uh, selling and promoting Culture Bigfoot, which is a film that I was in. Um, and you can find that on Amazon and uh, a handful of other places, but Amazon is the number one place. Um, so we were sitting there promoting it, and Ron comes over, and he sits down next to me, and he goes, all right, let's 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 do this again. And I said, okay. you know. And that's when I got – you know, I, I, I normalized myself and I said, all right, you know, my name is Michael Cook. Yeah. How, you know, how long you been doing this? Told him. And then he, he's like, well, I got you into it. And, I, and, and we sat there and talked about it and, and all the little theories and how I went from being 100% flesh and blood. This creature is an undiscovered um, species of, of primate, no matter what anybody says to the last five years transitioning over into maybe and I, I use the term maybe very loosely but maybe these there is something else to this creature and Ron mm-hmm. hits on that uh, extremely hits on it right on the money about what happens in these woods when we're out there that none of us can explain and some of us are just too afraid to even say that we saw something like that right and even even I even I the the incident in 2016 that was right at 16 years from sighting to sighting okay so between october of 2000 and and, uh late october early november of 2016 i uh i went without visually seeing one of these creatures and now i'd heard them i'd had wood knocks and countless encounters with them however i had not I've seen one, another one with my own two eyes since that day on the riverbank. And mm. we're, when this happened, Glenn and I were both arguing. We were arguing about which way to go because where we were at, the trail split about five different ways. And, you know, I was like, you know, let's go straight down the mountain. He goes, well, if we go back this way, it's a lot, a lot easier uh, and everything. And I was, oh man, let's just get down to the car. You know, we can be at the car and, in 25, 30 minutes, if we go this way, and if we go your way, it's going to be an hour and a half, two hours, because you're going roughly five miles or so that way. Got but it. we we were standing there talking, and uh, I said, uh, I said, who is that? And somebody, we thought somebody, was squatted down 
in the road in front of us, and or in the trail in front of us. And when I started to take a step, this somebody decided to stand up, and it was about six foot tall. Um, not not huge, but I'm five foot eight, so six foot tall is tall to me. Right. And uh, it stands up, and it's covered, and it's and it's dark hair, and you know it's got long hair on top of it, on uh, coming off its head and everything. And I lean over to Glenn. I said, "Holy crap, dude, that's a squatch." <laughs> you know, in the in the in the terms of of my buddy Bobo from Finding Bigfoot, dude, that's a squatch. So. I get, uh, we start to walk toward it, and when we did, that's when it took off running back the other other what? direction. And I, uh, we done the number one thing that I, I tell people all the time, do not do. Do not do this, because you don't know what the reaction is going to be. We oh. ran after it. <laughs> we ran after it. So... When we ran after it, it, uh, it, it, I mean, it lost us. It, it just took off. And, you know, when we got up there where it was at, we saw where the, where the leaves were, were scattered and everything. And, um, <laughs> we're standing talking and we got, I pull out my video camera and everything and I'm kind of looking around, you know, and all of a sudden I get it. Now, you can barely see it in this video camera. And I said, Glenn, Glenn, I got it. I got it. He goes, okay. I said, are you seeing it? He goes, okay, which one are you looking at? And I kind of stopped for a second, took a deep breath, and I went, what do you mean? And he said, look to the left. So I look, which would have been its right, but to the left, and when I panned over, I'm staring directly into the chest of this thing where it was head high on the other one. And I pan up, and I said, uh-oh. So there's this big one standing there right beside the six-foot one. And I'm like, you know, at this time, my heart was beating out of my chest, and it just stopped right then. And I said, Glenn, he goes, I'm listening. I said, what do we do? He said, that's what I was getting ready to ask you. And I said, I don't know. And the running joke in the in the community is, you know, you go out looking for Bigfoot. What are you going to do when you find one? I mean, and that came to fruition that day. And for what seemed like hours, we stood there watching. And as I was moving the camera around, I noticed the, the big one was watching every movement I made. And it had this little stone-cold look on its face. And I said, okay, it thinks it might think that what I'm holding is a weapon, which, you know what, if you really want to get real philosophical, it is a weapon. A camera is a weapon to these creatures because you're getting ready to prove these things exist. And that could cause more harm than good. So we, uh, I dropped the camera. I, I lower it down. Okay, you know, so we're standing there. And... I start going back to Jane Goodall and, and all this. Uh, I've read all these books and everything, what to do in a, in a predator situation, and I look down at the ground. I don't lock eyes with it anymore. I don't. I close my mouth because showing teeth is a sign of, of uh, aggression, and right. I close my mouth. I look straight down at the ground, and Glenn starts backing up, and I said, Glenn, 
let's just real calmly start together. Because if one of us takes off running, then that's going to throw whatever that is off. Mm-hmm. So we start backing up together. And as we start backing up, they start backing up. And then they did not, and the folks listening right now, they did not disappear. Okay? They did not poof, gone, midair. No, they did not dissipate or or do like the predator does or whatever. But they did disappear. They blended in so well that they just disappeared into the foliage. And so you're looking in in, in late October, early November in Kentucky, the leaves are starting to change uh, pretty pretty good by then. So these creatures blended right in with those changing leaves, and then they just moved on off. So remember that story because two weeks later, we come we come back to that research area, and this research area is called P3. Uh, and the reason why we don't call it what it is is because we don't want a bunch of people in there uh, looking. Well, we don't. It is what it is. We don't want a bunch of people in there ruining it for us. We've got. This, these encounters going with these creatures, we don't want a bunch of strangers coming in there and trying to interact with them. So that's what that, it is. What it is. So we go in two weeks later to Area P3, and we are um, we're, we we do the recreation and everything. So nothing happened. Nothing at all happened during the day. So we're coming out of there late that night. It's about midnight. Moon is not out. Stars are out. Beautifully dark, and I'm just I'm just using a little little push button flashlight on my on my keychain to see the way. We didn't throw our big twelve thousand lumen headlights on to come out of there. So we're just enjoying the darkness and being weird like we are. And up ahead of us, there's this blue light, and it's about head high. And this light is roughly the size of a softball. Okay, so. I look up and I, Glenn says, "Huh, somebody must be up here with us." And I said, "I guess because uh, I don't know who else is crazy enough to be up here besides us." But when we get up here, I want to find out where they got that light at. That's pretty cool. So you know, none of this that's getting ready to happen is going through my head. So right. we we come closer to we come closer to this person, quote unquote, and we get up there, and it's yeah, we are probably about fifty feet from it. We're not too far, but we're not too close either. Right. And all of a sudden, thing raises up in the middle of the air, goes about 25, 30 feet, and it gets real bright, and then it flashes, real bright flash, and just bursts and, and disappears. And I look over at Glenn, and I said, please tell me you saw that, because if you didn't, I'm having a stroke, and you're going to have to get me out of here. And so this he is said, a if that's the case. Right. What's that now? This is like a UFO, I'm guessing, that you're talking about. No, this is more like an orb. Um, this is some kind of some kind of light ball. I don't know. It's not – I mean, it, yeah, it's a UFO to me because I cannot identify this. It is unidentified floating object. So okay. this thing burst in, in midair, you know, is about the size of a softball. So whenever we determine that we both saw what we saw – we uh, we walk up and I'm looking for any kind of evidence of of, of drone foot uh, like anything a drone um, fireworks anything nothing's there so 
we're standing there discussing what happened, and out of nowhere, this rock gets thrown over our heads about the size of a football. And this, when it, Glenn tells a better story, because as soon as the rock gets thrown over our heads, Glenn looks at me, turns and says, hey, you know, what was that? And I'm already halfway down the trail screaming at him, come on, dude, we got to go. I'm not sticking around here. And I'm already running away from everything. So I get ha- we get halfway down the trail, and we realize that we forgot our trail cam up on the mountain. So we go back up, and this is the hell of a hike. This is this is not your average leisurely walk in the Walmart parking lot. This is straight up, uh, for the most part. And where we had to go was a good mile or so. So straight up for a mile, we we come running down, and right back up to get our trail cam. So we get up there, and we realize where our trail cam is is around the vicinity of where the rock came from. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. And, and as the night progresses, we'll discuss all that. But <laughs> I told him, I said, Glenn, I cannot go over there. And he said, why not? I said, listen, man, I got a kid. You know, he depends on me. I'm going to give you my light. You go on over there. You get the trail cam. I'll be waiting right here on you promise love you buddy and he was like you can't be serious i said no i'm dead serious i'm not going over there i said i'm i'm done tonight i don't want to get spooked out anymore so he gets out of out of sight and that's when i realized i made the dumbest ass decision i've ever made in my life i'm alone now no light no nothing and it's are you there and, oh there you are yeah can you hear me yeah, we lost uh, there for a second. Okay, we yeah, got you. So, all right. So, I'm alone. I I'm in the dark, and I start yelling at Glenn. I'm like, "Hey, buddy, come on, let's go!" And he comes hopping back over through there with trail cam in hand, and we get we get down to the bottom. We talk about what we what we encountered and everything, and that's when you know. I creeled my ankle really bad, like I sprained my ankle really bad on the way down. And I told him, I said, Glenn, I'm tired. My my leg is hurting. Uh, I'm going home. I'm going to bed. Call me tomorrow if you see anything on trail cam. So we get home. He goes into his house. About 3 o'clock in the morning, my phone's ringing off the hook. And I'm like, I answer and I said, you better be dying is all I can tell you. And he goes, dude, we got something. So I hop up out of bed and I pull it up on my computer, and there's three lights in the on the trail cam photo. We cannot uh, we cannot determine what they are. Now we've heard different stories that they're a collection of uh, energy, static electricity, uh, in the immediate atmosphere, balls into a light and all that stuff. But there's three lights. So after that, we went back in there. I don't know, about 20 more times. And nothing happened. So we figured we pushed our, pushed our luck too far. And um, we didn't go back in. I didn't go back in until October this past year. Wow. And yeah, so October the 6th of last year, 
uh, my girlfriend at the time, Gwendolyn Guthrie, out of Ohio, and our friend Kenny Howard from Eastern Kentucky. We went in to uh, Area P3, and they wanted to see where all this took place at, the light and the two Bigfoot and all that. And we just had literally come out of the Monroe House, one of the most haunted locations in the country, literally the next day into the woods. So not only am I tired from traveling, I'm also completely drained from being, well, I'm, I don't want to exist anymore. I'm done. And uh, I tell Gwendolyn, I said, Gwendolyn, listen, I'm not packing shit. I'm, I'm not even taking a flashlight. We're going to go up there, look around, come back out. I want to go drink beer and eat hot wings tonight. And uh, fair enough. So we get up there. I show them where everything went, went on at. And we're up on the lookout, and we're watching the sunset. And that's when I realized, damn it, the sun is setting. What do we do now? I didn't bring a flashlight. Kenny, uh, go for gold, brung a flash, brung three uh, small little dim flashlights. Just enough for us to see to get out. Halfway down the mountain, I hear something up on the hill, and it, you know, yeah, I, I could say maybe a bear, but then it starts following us. We need to get on down where flight ground is, and because we can't run downhill, I want to tell you what's going on when we get down here. So mm-hmm. we got down to the flat, flat ground, and I told him, I said, listen, we've been trailed by something. Something's parallel on us all the way down through here. Um, we can, A, stay in here and see what happens. B, I can try to provoke it and see what happens. Or C, we can leave. And no harm, no foul. Um, so they went with B. So I took a stick and I smacked the tree, tried to get a wood knock, done it's just a small whoop. And when I did right here on the ridge, this loud whoop, pow, it smacked the side of the tree. So, are you there, Mike? Michael? How about now? 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 Now. How about now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Are you on your phone? I am on my cell phone. I'm traveling right now. Oh. Okay. Can you all hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can. We can. Okay, awesome. So as soon as this this one up on the hill smacks a tree and whoops back at me, I tell Gwen, I say, hey, listen, start filming. So she goes on YouTube Live, and it's roughly around 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. And there's nobody up watching YouTube Live. I think there's one person watching YouTube Live at the time. So <laughs> within 53 minutes or so, do you still got me? Yep. Yeah. Still having. You're still. Within within 53 minutes, give or take, we had at least six of these creatures around us. And hmm. when That's they started perfect. closing in on us. <laughs> I told Gwen, I said, we've got to get out of here. And she said, okay, I want to stay. And I said, we can't. They're trying to push us out of here for a reason. Right. And, you know, she kind of turns her back to me. And when she did, I just barely did reach over and touch her shoulder. And I said, babe, as soon as I did that, 
one bluff charges. And by the time it stopped, where right outside the light, I looked and Gwen was up underneath me on the other side, and I'd already drawn my firearm. I always pack a pistol in the woods with me. You, you don't know what you'll encounter. It's not for Bigfoot folks. It's for rattlesnakes, cougars, bear, anything that might harm us. But it's not specifically for Bigfoot. I don't want to kill one of these things. And I'm I had the gun drawn. I, I'm going to stop you for a second, Michael, because I'm going to ask you a question because you just said that. But what do you feel about these people that say that the only way we're going to get real evidence is by killing one. Yeah, I don't like that. Oops. No! We can't hear you, Michael. How about now? Yeah. Yep. How about now? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Other ways to gather DNA than to kill one. And we're closing in on that every day. Yeah. It's sad. So it is it is sad. And you know, in some ways, eventually Ted it will take a body. We will have to have something to to uh you're breaking pretty good. Yeah, you're breaking up there pretty good there, Michael. How about now? How about uh, now? We have- <laughs> How about yes, now? Have- mm-hmm. Got you. Okay. Got you, awesome. I'm I'm so sorry. I, anyway, so I tell Gwen, I said, you know, I had the pistol drawn, and I said, you know, back up, cause I will shoot. Going back to the hole, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy to shoot one. But at the mm-hmm. time, I had two people in there that I cared about deeply. You know, and. I told Gwen and the candy, I said, listen, guys, go in front of me. You all walk ahead of me, and I'm going to trail in the back. And I told, I told Gwen, I said, listen, if something happens back here, run. Oh, Lord. Have run as hard as you can. Get to the car. Call 911. Do not mention the words Bigfoot because they won't come. But if something should happen, I'm okay with this. I'm I'm perfectly fine with this. I really am. And she said, how many shells do you have? I said, I've, I've got ten in the clip and one in the chamber. If something happens, I'll fire one of them. Fire more than, you know, whatever happens, happens. So they go in front of me. I pull out my cell phone, and I, <laughs> I, I it's too late to call my kids. So I, I send them a text message. I say, hey, buddy, just checking on you. I love you. You know, have a good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And, you know, thinking that could be actually the last time I ever, ever text my kid. But anyway, um, oh. so in in my mind, I thought, you know, I can I can hold them off if they if they do attack. I can hold them off. So here I am. I, nothing happened mm-hmm. like that. But whenever they got in front of me, I did turn around and shine my flashlight back to the uh, back behind me, and when I did, I saw the silhouette of something about eight and a half, nine foot tall, take one step across an eight foot trail. And I, when I got real close to Gwen and Kenny, put my hand on both their backs, and I said, "Come on, let's go." So, 
we get down to the bottom, and I, you know, I start being Billy Badass. Then I said, "Hey, you know, what do you think? Is Bigfoot real now or not?" And I got mm-hmm. that out of my mouth and one through a rock and hit the side of a building, and it sounded like a shotgun went off. And uh, but we get down to the car. You know, she's still doing the YouTube live and stuff. And um, at this moment, it's like 53, 54 minutes. And we yeah. stop. We're we're discussing everything again. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right here on the bottom ridge, this whoop. And they start sounding off all the way up the ridges, all the way up to the top of the mountain. And in unison, it was in sync. And it, it was one of the most terrifyingly beautiful sounds I've ever heard in my life. Hmm. So I lean over and I said, Gwen, are you still recording this? And she was like, yes. I said, oh, awesome. Because this is going to be our proof. Something's going on in these woods. So she goes to save it and share it. And when she does, YouTube Live crashes. No big deal. Okay. Pull pull it back up. We'll, you know, it'll save it automatically. Uh Uh-uh. It saves the first nine minutes of the whole encounter. That's so, uh, that, no way. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, I have to. I'm going to interrupt is. you real quick. I'm going to interrupt you real quick there, Michael. I just want to. We had somebody pop in here real quick, and uh, I want to say hi to him. And I'm sure you know the gentleman yourself. Um, he will be on the show. Um, the last Monday of the month, Mr. Richter Riolo has joined us on the chat room. Hello, Richter. <laughs> so, all right, continue on, sir. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, um, so that that encounter happened with three people, myself and two others. And um, then the, the Glenn Mink uh, encounter that I had with him, with the two and and all that, it, I I quit going out solo uh, a long time ago because you don't have backup for anything that happens. So right. I don't right. want to be I don't want to be I don't want to be called a hoaxer. I don't want to be called a liar or anything like that. I want mm-hmm. backup. I want let somebody me, to say yes, I saw that. Right, right. Well, let me let me ask you a question, and then real quick, we got to take a break, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and 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 talk some more, and then. Uh, about 9:30, we'll take phone calls. But um, <clears throat> that you kind of brought up something that I wanted to find out about uh, on your take on it. Like, if it was me, well, you know how we are. I mean, I we, you know, we. If I was to go out in the woods by myself, I mean, where I live, the chances of finding a bigfoot or something to that. Sure, um, finding a bigfoot or something to that extent would be, you know, pretty much zero. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, um, still being a, a an individual into where there's woods, we have bobcat here, we have coyotes, we have you know black bear, we have all that stuff up here too, and you just don't want to go out there by yourself just in case something happens. And I'm not saying because of an animal attack per se, but it could be anything. You could fall, right. twist your ankle, break your leg, oh my gosh, a tree have, could fall we on have you. Welds and stuff like oh that. yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of things. So when you said you don't go out there anymore, I'm pretty much saying that's the smart thing to do because absolutely one wrong move and you yeah. could be in a hole in yeah. the ground. And, you know, people and say, "Oh, I take you. a cell phone." Well, you know what? Not every area you go, your cell phone's going to work. What if it's not charged? What if you know? It dies. Yeah. What yeah. if you don't have a solar uh, 
Oh charger. yeah, those super solar yeah. charger. What if you what if you fall and now you're in the earth and there's no cell phone service? Well, I guess you went back to where you came from. to a hundred <laughs> feet down. Well, hundred feet down, you're dead. <laughs> Forget about and it. See, that's like where we, that's like where we go to Area P3. As soon as you walk in, we have to take backup chargers with us. You know the the external external chargers, and as soon as we go in. Our phones start dying. Our cameras start dying. There's something else there, folks. There's something else draining batteries. Right. Well, and, you know, and, in the and, field, that that's that's oh, common that's in in, in a lot of things. Absolutely. You know, so. I I used to so I used to wear watches all the time, and I couldn't wear them for almost 20 years because I literally would drain the batteries. You know. I, I do. That's why I don't wear one. Yeah, I used to, and I, this is the first watch I've had in probably twenty yeah. years, and it's and then and then there's just there's just certain areas out there that uh, I don't know you know what it is geographically mm-hmm. that just certain things don't work, you know. Yeah. So, okay, go That's ahead, Michael. That's why they made Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. All right, Michael. Well, we're going to take a short break here in a second. And um, we're going to come back and we're going to we're going to throw some questions at you and um, um, and oh some gosh. other little things here. Can uh, I just and yeah, go right. Go ahead. We uh, got a second. Only because uh, Robert just reminded me, he said you could be on you could trip on air and be done in by a hokey wearing creep from Crystal Lake. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, well. So on Friday the 13th, on Friday the 13th, my son Jet says to us, my mom, me. Jansen, he says, you know, Jason was a real cock block. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. But it's the truth. It is the truth. It was hysterical. All right. So you guys get your questions together um, and uh, we'll be we'll be talking with we're going to ask him a few questions and then uh, we'll open up the phone lines for you guys. Yeah. And we will chat some more. And um, we're going to turn things over here to Mr. Invisible John with our commercials. WLFEDB Radio is looking for podcasts to join our family. You don't have to fit any strict genre. We're a plethora of shows. If you're looking to jump on a growing network, then contact us at WLFEDBRadio at gmail.com. Are you looking for one-of-a-kind handmade jewelry? G by the Sea is an online store that offers handmade sea glass jewelry. Each piece has been hand-selected off the beaches of Galveston, Texas, and the shape has not been manipulated. Visit us at gbythesea.com for unique and handmade jewelry or email jewelry at gbythesea.com. It's not only a piece of jewelry, it's a piece of history. If you're a paranormal investigator who wants more when doing your experiments, then you should read Ted Manson's book, Think Outside the Paranormal Box. It's based on old school ideas which have been, until recently, forgotten about. Pick one up today on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or order it directly on paratalkradio.com. Remember, expand your investigations and evidence. Purchase Think Outside the Paranormal Box by Ted Van Sun. Also, 
His first book, Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, co-authored by Keith Bradley, is available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Get your copies today. You're listening to WLFE DB Radio Network. Now, back to our program. All right, you guys. So we, uh, <clears throat> we've been sitting here for the first half hour of the show, or first hour of the show, we've been talking with uh, Mr. Michael Cook, um, who is a cryptozoologist and, uh, amongst other things, he's a crazy, lovable guy, I guess, uh, <laughs> after the first yeah. half hour of the show. Uh, yeah, after he's picking on me so much. Thank you, thank you. And um, he was telling us a story, and uh, he is a believer in um, the creature known a as believer? a believer. Believer, ver, 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 <laughs> Vern, um, of Bigfoot, Sasquatch. So we've been uh, sitting here uh, listening to him, and <laughs> we're gonna throw some questions at him uh, and uh, and and just you know see where they land. I guess the best way to go. Don't forget that we do see where have. They land. Yep. Don't forget we do have a poll going on um, where we ask the simple question: Is Bigfoot real? And okay, no, what did Brian say? I don't know. Brian, what'd you say? Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. I knew <laughs> Anyways, that the right whole now, part. right now the poll is landing at uh, the answer is yes at fifty nine percent, undecided at thirty two percent, and no at nine percent. Nice. So let's see where that lands at ten o'clock. Okay, so, I'm pretty excited about all that. All right, so so Michael, I, what was your very first experience, if you don't mind sharing? Oh. Uh, well, this happened in October of two, of 2000. I uh, skipped school, uh, went fishing, and you know, before before I get into that, you know, before October of 2000, if you had told me Bigfoot is real, I would have told you you were crazy. If you told me you saw Bigfoot, I would have told you you were lying. And right. then in October, I don't really know the the date, but and we were just talking about this just the other day because. Every one of these weird encounters with these creatures happened in October for me. October is a hot month, so I'm excited to see what next month brings. But <laughs> I uh, I grew up in a little town, you, you, you said it best, in the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky, uh, in, in Harlan County, Kentucky is where I grew up at. And we mm. had a little lake up there, and, and uh, the, the lake dam, it ran into a river, beautiful place. Okay. So I was up at the river right below the dam fishing, uh, and, you know, it was beautiful fall day. In Kentucky, it don't, I mean, we'll, we'll have 80 and, we'll have 80 degree weather all the way up until past, at least past uh, Thanksgiving. So it was beautiful fall. And um, we, I was fishing. It was just me by myself. And uh, first couple of hours, nothing really happened. But then I started hearing something move around on the, on the, uh, on the ridge across from me. And I never could see it. So, I thought it was maybe squirrels, maybe a deer, or something like that. And then, I don't know, this day, 19 years later, I don't know if it took us wrong step, trip, slip, done something. But it, it fell off the hill. It rolled into the river right in front of me. And when it when I saw it roll in the river, I, it was a big ball of hair. It looked, I thought it was a bear. And uh, when it stood up, I, I think subconsciously I knew it wasn't a bear, hmm? but I was still trying to put it put it in there. I was still trying to say this is a bear, mm-hmm. and um, 
I let my fishing pole down because I figured if it come out of the water, it was probably going to be pissed off. And uh, it stood up, like I said, and got over to the riverbank, and it pulled itself up, went up a five-foot embankment in like one step. And it, when it was standing over there, it was shaking off like a big dog. And I kept on watching it. I could see its hands. I could see, you know, it had five fingers or four fingers and a thumb on, on each hand, huge hands. And uh, it's roughly around eight foot tall. And close, I guess 400 pounds would be, be hitting it pretty right. And uh, it looked like a huge basketball player, but not overly muscular or anything. It was it was kind of lanky. So it started to turn, walk back up the hill. And when it did, it stopped. And I'm still standing there in complete shock. And it turns and looks at me. And it looked at me, we locked eyes for a minute, and it looked back down at the ground. It had this look on its face like it was embarrassed, like it, like it wasn't supposed to be seen, like, there you are, here I am. You know, what do we do next? <laughs> and literally what, what felt like minutes and, and, and even hours passed, it, it wasn't probably 15 seconds. Um, it balled its fist up and let out three or four grunts. And after the last grunt, man, I was moving on. I'd already, <laughs> I, I'd figured out how to, how to work my legs, so I was running to the car, knowing good and damn well that this thing was behind me. It was running oh, after memory. me. It jumped the river, and I knew that it was it was going to grab me and it's going to take me up in the woods, and I was never going to be seen by anybody again. In reality, it was nowhere near me. It already made its way up into the into the deep woods. And I got in my car, and I sat there for a minute. I said, okay, let's let's collect our thoughts. So I sat there and went over everything in my head. I said, okay, by this time, I'm starting to hyperventilate. I'm like, all right, you know, I, I need a breath. So I rolled down my window, and when I rolled down my window, this thing let out a scream up on top of the ridge. And when it did, I rolled my window back up, and I just, I was shaking like a leaf. And mm. I gave it roughly you know, 30 minutes or so, maybe 45. And after I figured I was safe, I ran back down and got the fishing pole and the and the tackle and everything, and I come back up to the car, went home with full intentions of telling my mom and dad, hey, you know, guess what I saw? And when I got home, I looked my dad right in the eyes, and I couldn't tell him. And <laughs> I, I, I thought my dad was going to say, yeah, I was crazy, I was lying. I thought he what I said about everybody else. Right. right. And I let it go. I let it go for a year uh, without telling anyone. And I'll never forget it. Uh, we were watching um, Solve Mysteries. And uh, they were talking about Bigfoot and the, the famous Patterson Gimlin film. It shows on every Bigfoot TV show ever made. So right. I'm sitting there, you know, dicking around and. I look up at the same time Patty looks over her shoulder at Bob and, and Roger, and I, Dad said I, I lost all color. And he said, mm-hmm. are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay. And he said, why? Dad, I've seen one of those. He said, where? And I said, up on the river. Wait a minute. What do you mean where? He didn't say I was crazy. He didn't say I was blind. He said, where? And I said, what do you know? And he said, okay, son, here's what I know. These things do exist. Not just one, but many of them. 
Mm. And he told me about this thing that happened happened to him when when he was younger. He was squirrel hunting, and he thought he was being stalked by a bear. But years later, black bears do not stalk humans. In rare cases, it happens, but they do not stalk humans. And this thing, he never could see it. He saw a glimpse of some hair at one time, and he never did see it, though. So he couldn't say for definite it wasn't a bear, but he couldn't Mm -hmm. say it wasn't a Bigfoot either. Right. So he... my dad has told me so many stories about these things, about pe- what people have told him and everything else. So I started researching groups, and the Internet was just starting to come out, you know, real heavy at that time. So, you know, Google and all that wasn't a thing. Uh, Facebook surely wasn't a thing. Uh, right. And and there was no way to really network with people. So I had to go to the library and, and research stuff. And, you know, I, the library had the only copy of uh, – uh, Do Abominable Snowmen Exist in America by Roger Patterson. I read, checked it out, read it, got late charges on it because I kept it for about a year and a half. But <laughs> it it was it. I started learning, and I, then I joined a group. I joined a very well-known group, um, and I was a researcher for them for roughly five or six years, uh, seven if you include some stuff I done after I left, and then. You know, I've been on several expeditions, um, and and I've, I've researched all over the country. And, and people think automatically, I Kentucky is my domain, and it's not. It's really not. Um, in fact, Charlie Raymond and uh, Bart Nunley, um, Glenn Mink, uh, Don Neal, them guys, look them up. They are your researchers here in Kentucky. I just live here. I travel a lot. And, and and Ted knows that. I, I we we discussed traveling in in person back uh, back in June, but like last year, me and my buddy Jeff Ellis, one of my best friends in this world, right after Daniel during Daniel Benoit's ECBRO Virginia Bigfoot Conference, um, I got a phone call, and it was Jeff, and he said, "Hey, you want to go to California?" I was like, "When?" He goes, "When are you coming home?" I was like, uh, "Me and Bill's gonna gonna drive back to Tennessee tomorrow," and he goes, "Okay, I'll pick you up." I was like, wait a minute, we're going to California tomorrow? So I made arrangements, and and we went to California. We were gone for two weeks. Um, wow. We we went through all the all the major Bigfoot areas, with, with the exception of Falk, Arkansas. We didn't go down that way. And we found ourselves on the riverbank of Bluff Creek. And wow. it Bluff Creek? was – yeah. Bluff Creek, California, and Six Rivers National Forest. We we were there where Roger and Bob were in in October twentieth, nineteen sixty seven. Wow! And it was it, it's changed a lot. It don't look anything like what what you see on the film, but we were there, and we actually had some sort of quasi. Bigfoot activity. We heard a couple of wood knocks. We heard some grunts. We heard we heard a couple of whistles, and uh, you know it it was wild. We we encountered a bear, a big bear, <laughs> um, right. and and that that was you know that goes back to that whole you know uh, more than likely I'll die in the woods, and that's okay with me. I'm fine with that. I'll die where I'm happiest at, but. I've been in Montana several times, um, researching up there, 
uh, Ohio, Indiana. Uh, I've researched with Greg Yost in Indiana. Uh, and, and those out there that are Bigfoot enthusiasts know Greg as Squatchman. And he is one of the most fantastic people you'll ever meet in your life. I love him. I love him to death. And I hope to God he listens to this. And here's what I'm saying, because I do, I respect him greatly. But, you know, we, we had a phone call earlier. I know I'm kind of jumping a little bit here, but we had a phone call earlier, and, and Jared was talking about politics. And and the Bigfoot community is no different than the paranormal community. And I know from the outside looking in, the paranormal community includes Bigfoot and UFOs and all that. But when you ask one of us, yeah, don't. I, I like to do my ghost hunting separate, and I like to do my Bigfoot, Bigfooting separate. And, you know, in the Bigfoot community, there's so much hate and, mm. and politics. If you're not what I call the Bigfoot elite, where you're invited mm. to every single conference to speak at and all this stuff, nobody ever gives you the, gives other people the chance to, to showcase the research or whatever. That is what is wrong with our communities. And the paranormal, I, what little time I've been in the paranormal community, I can see that too. If you're not on TV, if you're not yeah. if you're not some kind of something, you're not going to be invited to a paranormal conference. And there's some Joe out right. here right now that's got verifiable good evidence of a ghost or even a Bigfoot or whatever that never gets to gets to showcase this stuff. And then you have the constant ridicule from people. You and and. Bigfooters ridicule other Bigfooters more than the skeptics big, uh, ridicule other Bigfooters. They, it, there's jealousy, so much jealousy. And if you're not in this, in, in their political camp and, and all this stuff, then you're automatically wrong. And that, folks, is going to have to stop. It's going to have to stop. If well, you go you on know, research. You, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mike, but you know. Um, wherever there's people, because we're humans and we're animals and it's part of our makeup, um, we'll never, we'll never stop. People will always be judgmental. They will always, um, ridicule and pick on people. It's like the whole thing with bullying. It's like, it'll never stop. You can put a grip on it. You can make people aware of it, but it'll never stop, you know, no matter what. And even if, even if we found a way to get them out of our fields, um, it, it would still happen, you know, it, yeah. it wouldn't matter, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be there. And real quick, I just want to say your mom and dad, I believe, uh, Ron and Marsha are on here going, our boy Ron is doing Marcia, what he loves, talking Bigfoot. That's awesome. My, my parents are awesome. They're very supportive. But going back to it, going back to it, if you go to the Cook Crypt Research Facebook page, and you and and you look the first it's pinned on top it says official declaration i'm not going to read it all to you i don't even have it up in front of me because i'm driving but it says cook cryptid research will not take sides will not will not entertain petty wars feuds or whatever and within the community i stand as a neutral entity in this field i believe that there are some flesh and blood creatures out there that are unexplained. I do believe that there are some, um, uh, for lack of better words, woo uh, varieties of these creatures that they are endowed with certain and and uh, certain abilities, extra abilities, if you will, just like psychics and empaths. And you know, you you have you have humans, 
that are born and you know you're just a normal guy you don't you don't feel nothing extra you're not sensitive of anything or anything like that but then you have people born like Sandy okay you you're born with with an ability to sense certain things Ted you told you said earlier that you were you you could feel certain things I don't <laughs> I'm not one of those people so I see things for face value so when I when you're feeling something and I'm not I have to dig deeper that's the right. investigator in me. That's the that's the detective in me. And right. you you can sense it. I can't. And and people have told me in the past that I can, and that's not. I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But simple as it gets. Quit taking hmm. sides. It's, it's right. easy. Quit taking sides. Accept things for what they are. Accept people for who they are. It don't it don't matter. It does not matter if you're black, white, red, yellow, gay, straight, trans, whatever. As long as you're a decent person, that's all that matters in this universe. Right. And I can right. tell you this I can tell you this for a fact. God does not care whether you're black or white, gay or straight, or whatever. He loves you the way he made you. And by hell, that is enough for me. And if God loves you, right. then I love you. Aww. And and I don't see I don't see I love you, Ted. Yes, you do. I do. I, I, <laughs> I do. I I love you with all my heart, Ted. You're one of my top friends in this in this universe. But thank you. Simply, Aww. you you people have got to quit taking like comedy, and and you know, okay, good example, Richter. Richter is a roaster. I love Richter. Richter is a good person. Richter, I met Richter at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference a couple years ago. Me and Richter's had some problems in the past. I let go of all that. Richter's a good guy. He is a roaster. He does it for comedic value. And that I've heard him say it in several, several ways. If you take what I'm saying serious, then you've got the problem, not me. But Richter... Brings laughter to the subject. Okay, then you have people out here that are totally 100% bashing just because they're bullies. Big difference. Richter's not a bully. Right. He is a roaster. And right. then you have somebody out here that bashes. That is a bully. Mm-hmm. Those people need to be squashed. And mm-hmm. there's no room in these communities for that. Right. Well, unfortunately, no matter what, it's going to happen. So. You know, it's it's one of those things. You know, we, we only have certain control, um, other things we do not have control of, you know, and that's that's yeah. just the way it is, you know. Um, so we're going to open up the phone lines in, in a few minutes here. So um, kind of let's, let's kick it back here a little bit. And so we had discussed that it's unfortunate, but it's going to have to be a body of Bigfoot before we can – you know, because I've heard that they that well, in fact, Ron Moorhead said it. Mm-hmm. They have DNA, but they have nothing to compare it to. Right, but, so, but that's what we've heard before. I mean, that's what uh, what the heck is his name? Ross. No, 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 no. no. TV show. Uh, uh, oh, Cliff. No. Cliff Bobo. No, it it was uh, unexplained. Oh God. Oh, uh, Josh. Uh, yes. Josh oh, Gates. Crap. Yeah. Gates. 
He did the whole thing. He was looking for Bigfoot. Right. He did the right. whole little several episodes. It was like five or six or something. Right. And he was looking for well, it. So and, they and come out. Tibet. And they actually they, found some stuff, but they couldn't match it with anything else. Right. There was no other DNA to right. match it There was with. no other DNA. Yeah. They come out with that DNA study on the Yeti a few years ago. Um and and they said that it was uh it was uh, uh com- some kind of polar bear or whatever. Well, here's a problem with that. Of course, that hair was probably from a polar bear. What about the other samples? What about you know right. you you've got you've got another. so many different samples. That's just like two researchers here in in Kentucky, uh, Thomas Shea and Rodney Adams. Um, two of my very good friends, and it's not just because they're two of my very good friends that I'm going to toot their horns right here, but it's because of what they are. Thomas has one of the largest collections of footprints found in the United States, if not the world, verified by Dr. Jeff Meldrum. I mean, he just found found a new footprint a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, And Meldrum was here in Kentucky at CryptidCon, and he, he examined it and determined it was from a living creature. Thomas mm-hmm. and Rodney have no reason to fake that stuff. I have no reason to fake that stuff. Somebody, right. somebody, I get bashed all the time for this, but, and it's from the Bigfoot community. Oh, you're just trying to be famous and this and that. Well, no. If you think this will make you famous, you're, you're so far off. It ain't even funny. In fact, this gets you bullied. This gets you made fun of. There mm-hmm. is no way I would choose this life for myself. And that's like my kid. My kid says, "Well, Dad, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if I want to research Bigfoot, but I'm really interested in in flying cryptids like Mothman, pterodactyls, uh, Thunderbirds, stuff like that." Son, you do what you want, but listen. The best advice I can give you is is grow some very thick skin. Right. right. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hit with with uh, with the darts of hatred from left and right, and even from people you love. And it's yep. it's going to suck. So, you know, be prepared. But as far as DNA goes, DNA can come in different forms. And there's one project that I'm I'm actually a part of right now. I can't say a whole lot about it, but it's on a very, very small level. Bigfoot, you think how they're all nine foot, you're 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 thinking way too big. We are Mm -hmm. we have been thinking way too big. And those who, who who can read between the lines, you know what's going on. They just done they just done a study in Loch Ness. Now they said that it was a it was a uh it was a giant eel of some kind and that doesn't uh that doesn't go in line with 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 what witnesses have said. So a right. hundred thousand hundreds of thousands of people over the course of say ten thousand years Seeing a Bigfoot-like creature cannot be mistaken by with a bear that many times. Two or three, yeah, absolutely. Even a thousand, yeah, absolutely. You can you can throw that number in there. A thousand people can be mistaken, but you talk you're talking two hundred, three hundred thousand people, and that's not even counting the ones that came out and said they saw something. Right. Over every con- every continent on Earth except for Antarctica, and really and truly. We haven't explored enough of Antarctica to to really make that judgment call yet or not. Right, right. 
Well, there is, there is, uh, like I, I am, I, I'm a fan of Bigfoot, so I can, whenever there's anything on TV or an article or, you know, uh, something I can get my hands on, I, I'm, I'm trying to read and trying to catch up and everything. In fact, that, you know, Josh Gage just did that whole thing with the nine people in Russia that, uh, with the Soviet Union that oh, the all about pass. Yes, and uh, all disappeared. Oh yeah, they were, they were all killed. And uh, he he went through. In fact, one of the um, suspects was Bigfoot. Was uh, the uh, yeah the the, the Amasi, the Yeti, Messi or whatever they call it. yeah. Uh, so Ming. But you know there there are things out here in this world that we still do not understand. We still don't you know uh, we'll never have answers to. I guess I, I know in my lifetime at least we won't have those answers. So right. you know, and, and I'm See, a little old. What's that? There was a, a there was a piece of evidence came out a couple of years ago from the the Aldolf Pass incident that was in one of the diaries that they found um, from that expedition that that was killed, and in it it did literally translate to the snowman exists. That is mm-hmm. what's keeping that flame of the Yeti, the Mink, the Amasi, whatever you want to call it, alive. Interesting. It's not too far out. Now they determined that it. Josh Gates and them determined that it was an avalanche that killed them. More than likely, avalanche or weather-related incident. But they also, uh, this is this is world-known knowledge now, the Russian government has decided to reopen that case and look farther into it. So the investigation right. has been reopened. So right. you've, got, you've got so many researchers over there. The Russian government is actually one of the only ones in the world that dedicate a section of their government to researching the Yeti, the the Amasty, the Russian Yeti, uh, the Alma, or the Mink, whatever you want to call it. But they do have a government agency that does uh, publicly research those creatures and sightings. Right. And that's that. I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool. So it's now time to open up the phone lines. So, I have a question here. Okay, so well, Andrew, go ahead and read the question. So Andrew Lederhouse says, what about the show Mountain Monsters? I, what did you do? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I want to know what Michael's thoughts are on that show. What Michael's thoughts on that show are okay. on that show. Tell you, tell you this as as plain as I can put it. That is a TV show. Nothing more, nothing less. The guys that are on that TV show are some of the best mm-hmm. human beings you'll ever encounter and meet in your life. But they're also they actors. Are, they do... They are also actors. Now, they're not acting too much. You ask any of them, and most of them will tell you, we're just hillbillies that got very lucky. And But it does say on the show's credits that this is entertainment. Face, right. face value. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, right. Are they catching the Mothman in a cage? No. So there's nothing that's based on truth in that show. Got it. There, the, the incidents, hold up now, the incidents that happen that they investigate are, in fact, true sightings of something. Now, all of them, everything is loosely based on truth. Everything. Got you it. just got to find the truth in there somewhere. Right. Got it. Yeah, yeah right, they're, well, they're, they're, they're Okay. All right, Mike, Michael, we got a call. Um, so, uh, caller, what's your name? Hey guys, it's Steve. How are you? Hey Steve. Hey Steve. 
Hey, we're good. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. Hey, uh, how are you? I guess my, I, I'm doing all right. My question is that, you know, like being in the paranormal field, like I, like a lot of people are, a lot of people aren't educated, you know? So what we try to do is we try to educate them, you know, because a lot of people is like, you know, if I saw something, I'd get scared, I'd, you know, and I'm like, if you educate them, just like you educate people about Bigfoot, maybe people might take it and say, oh, you know. So. No, I get it. Education. It's important. Educating people, especially in masses, is definitely important. But unfortunately, um, with with things like because I'm involved with events and so on and so forth, it's very hard to get a mass amount of people in one room where you can sit down and explain to them, you know, the ins and outs. Well, well, and that's true, too. But what I'm saying is that, you know, like when you go to cities and you travel to cities and things like that, you know, you, hey, you know, do you believe in Bigfoot, you know, or, or what's because there's a lot of people who do believe in things like when they know that we do paranormal stuff, people open up and they go, man, right. you know, people think I'm crazy, you know, but telling my family members that I mm-hmm. did something. But with you guys, I can talk to you guys, you know. So, right. You know, that that's why, and then we try to educate them. And then once we educate them, they're like, oh, okay, you know. So then they can pass that knowledge on to somebody else, you know, so. Well, you kind of hope that the, that it does get passed on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right well, Andrew, right, and right. If, if, I can, if I can come in here for a minute, this is Mike. Um, you know, that is pretty much, I'm getting to an age now and where I'm, I'm still fairly young, but. Uh, I'm getting to an age now where I am going to have to start passing my knowledge on uh, this stuff because, you know, I would like to think that this would, that Bigfoot would be discovered in my lifetime. I really do. I would really hope that to happen, but in reality, probably not. But I'm passing my information on to younger generations now because eventually one day we are all going to die. And that's, you know, you can't stop that. Just hope that whoever's investigating the paranormal can can tap into you and 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 learn some stuff at post uh, mortem. But um, the uh, you, you're right, and I go with this mantra: E I E I O, just like Old McDonald had a farm in. Right. E right, right. educate. Uh, I inform. E right. entertain, and that doesn't mean right. to be an entertainer as far as like you know a, a TV show. But that means entertain every notion. But see, but the Interact. thing that bothers me, but the thing I don't mean to answer, but the thing that bothers me is that when they put these TV shows on like Mountain Monsters and all that type stuff, it kind of bothers me because it's like they're making fun. It's like people don't think that stuff is real, you know. And it's like, oh, they just put it on for entertainment, you know. And then the public sees it as, oh, it's not real, and and that's why, you know, the public thinks the way they do. You know what I'm saying? So if they would take those shows off and put on things like if you would get a show and say, hey, you know, this is live, this is, you know, and, and you got those six Bigfoot that you had got, people would have been like, holy shit, you know, so. Well, you know. and, and you know, I was going to wait. Uh, well, I'll, I'll wait, but you'll see. I'll say this, uh, Andrew, my, my new friend. Um, Not Andrew, right? you that story. Is it Andrew? No, Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve, Steve. I'm sorry. Steve, my new friend. You'll get to see. 
uh, The Rock. That's that's cool. I say I can tell people I know The Rock oh, now. Um, you'll get to see that story that I told about the six Bigfoot surrounding us unfold uh, here in about uh, uh, about Halloween. So you know, just just keep that in mind. You'll see everybody will get to see that whole incident happen and kind of wrap up around my life as a Bigfoot researcher around Halloween. So this is actually the first show that I'm announcing this on, so I'll announce it later when when I get into the conferences and stuff like that. But, uh, Steve, thank you for your question. You you keep on rocking it, man. Oh, and like I said, I've always been interested, too, in Bigfoot. I want to go out, you know, find one one time, you know, just to say, hey, I did it, and, you know, so. But anyway, well, hey, you guys have a good night. I'm going to keep listening. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, and, uh, you know, peace. Thanks, buddy. Bye, Steve. Take care. All right, peace, man. man. See you later. Love you guys. Yeah, I love you too. So, um, <laughs> so, he's such a smart ass, Brian. Yes, he is. Um, so, guys, phone the phone lines are open. Um, don't forget, and it's right Brian, there on your go screen. Go ahead, feel free to three, call three two three six four two one one zero two. Feel free to pop in here and ask a question. Um, Zach Sterick has been listening as well, Mr. Michael. Just so you know. Where are you that's my it? little brother. That's that's my that's my little brother from another mother. There you go. Aww, that's awesome. I love that. I love that kid. I love that kid. He is a good good guy. Zach is is leading the nation in in the mid uh, mid America in uh, Southern Illinois. And uh, if you if you want to check him out, check out uh, Southern Illinois Monsters <laughs> Hunters Team. And uh, that's on Facebook, and I think it's on YouTube also. So check yeah, he, him out. Yeah. At the ECBRO event, uh, he was giving them some crap, and it was pretty good. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, when we were doing our uh, doing our uh, our Q and A, yeah, yeah. Lord have mercy. Y'all seen us out in the woods the the night no. before when we were out squatching. It was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we got the guys, the South Carolina boys, coming up next Monday. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. So that should why, be fun. why you why you want to get those why you want to get those hacks on here. <laughs> Super Dave, that cook boy yeah. Taylor, good lord. Yeah. yeah, well it'll be fun to have him on here. We we're doing the whole Bigfoot month, so yeah, you know it's Bigfoot it's month. one of those things. And uh, oh, these uh, guys, these guys are awesome. Yep, yep. And then uh, we'll go from there into October and have some fun there too. And uh, mm-hmm. um, we actually have the she squatchers hey, coming back. October. They they left they left me by the way at a event earlier this year. Uh, earlier in the summer, by the way, they they <laughs> they left the man down, and there was like three people showed up at that event, and and they left me that morning and made me fight through, fight fight with everybody. So yeah, <laughs> I love the, I love the Squatch Watchers, but they they're they're a hoes in my book for leaving me leaving me down. But they uh, no, them guys. Them guys, I wouldn't say that if I didn't if I didn't like them and love them. They are uh, the the premier Carolina uh, Sasquatch research group, and um, and they're they're going to be at the um, Creatures, Legends, and Lore conference here in just a few weeks in um, uh, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yeah. So if you oh, want to check that out, the- folks. I made a mistake. I said South Carolina, the North Carolina. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. It don't matter. You could say they were the Kansas Squatch Watchers, and nobody would ever look them up anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shoot. Shot fired. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna tell you that uh, So right, so the September 23rd is going to be North Carolina Squatch Watchers. Then uh, September 30th, we're going to end our Bigfoot uh, month with Richter Riolo. And then uh, October 7th, we're kicking it right back in with Mr. Skeptic uh, Kenny Biddle. And then the week after that, we have Mr. Chris Smith from the Tennessee Wraith Chasers joining us. Nice. Yep. Lots so, of fun. Should be so, lots of fun. So, so that's going to be the crotch. That's going to be the crotch watchers on the twenty third, and then yep. Mr. Roly Poly on the twenty eighth or whenever, <laughs> oh, and whoever God. that's. And, Okay, oh my cool. God! All right, do we have any more questions, guys? Uh, if you want to pin your question or not pin your question, but type your question in there, uh, get them in. And the poll right now has ended. Yeah, we and don't know why. So we have our percentage. Fifty-six uh, percent said yes, they believe in Bigfoot, um, or that Bigfoot is real. Thirty-two percent said undecided, and twelve percent said no. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are in that. So with, depending on how many people took the poll, um, you know, that, that kind of leaves us with the, uh, the mass majority believing that, that they really. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, I, the, the 12%, those of you out there listening, and you are, here's what to do. You 12% that says no. Why don't you get out, go out. Go out in the woods. Take somebody with you. Don't go out. Don't go. Don't be stupid. Go out right. looking by yourself. But take somebody with you, and and do what we do. And you know, open your mind. Close your eyes for one, and open your minds and hearts. And you know, maybe something will happen. Maybe something won't happen. But if you stay firm with that with that no, then never watch another Bigfoot show. Never listen to this this radio show or any other podcast about Bigfoot ever again because you firmly don't believe in it. So there's no reason you should entertain yourself anymore if <laughs> you want to be like that. He's got a point. He's I got agree, a point. Right. You know? you're, 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 you're wasting, you're wasting your life. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're you're literally shutting down your literally. Yeah, John has me. You're already saying you don't believe in it, so why yeah. would you entertain the thought of why, listening to any show or or watch you, any show? Right, because you already know the facts. Right. right. Like the facts are in your mind. So why? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could be swayed. Yeah. Well, I think that's what it is. I think that <laughs> I think that a good percentage of the twelve percent. Are uh, um, are probably really undecided, and they just said no. Mm. Interesting. So, interesting, interesting. Which is an interesting, you know, thought, but it, but it is a good possibility. So, you know, Michael, do you have cast yourself of Bigfoot? I do. I have uh, uh, over the years. I've casted uh, right at twelve casts personally, but not all of them have I found. Now, that's a common mistake that I get all the time. People are like, oh, you found 12 Bigfoot friends. No, I didn't find all 12 of them. Uh, about seven of them were during expeditions with other people that I personally casted. Mm-hmm. And then uh, very small, like four or five of them are ones that I've casted. Uh, I have a really nice uh, cast that I did not cast uh, from Indonesia. Um, it got sent to me. Well, you saw it. Uh, Ted, you saw mm-hmm. it at the... Uh, 
at the conference uh, of the Orem Pendek, and it was just cast mm. this year. So I'm I'm more of a collector now of them. Uh, finding footprints are far and few in between. Um, and and if you go out and you think you're going to find a footprint, you're you're barking up the wrong tree because you're not. <laughs> you're I'm, I mean I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but it's just it's just don't happen all the time and and you know and casting footprints is a pain in the ass. We found we found a track way back in May, um, and we found it with um, uh, Professor Darby Orcutt of uh, uh, South Carolina or North Carolina University uh, in Area P3. He he found the trackway and I casted one of the footprints and I didn't bring enough casting material with me. Oh no! And I'm kicking myself for that one. Yeah, but it didn't pull out enough detail or anything. It crumbled and everything after I was done. But oh. we've got we we thoroughly cataloged the footprints and we we have that catalog right now. So that is actually open investigation that's going to continue out. Uh, this summer's kind of been crazy for me uh, between uh, my normal day job and, and then, uh, you know, the uh, the family stuff. And, you know, I got a kid. He's almost 11. And, you know, he's pretty cool. So I, I've done a, done a lot of that this summer. So it's getting back in the squashing weather now, uh, squashing season here in Kentucky. Um and I've got a full October lined up. That's, I guess, whenever you all want to want to start throwing out some plugs, I guess I'll Did I'll start doing that. It. Yeah, go for it. Go for all it. right with it. All right. So the first weekend of October is uh, October fourth, fifth, and sixth. Uh, make plans to come down to Douglasville, Georgia, for the third annual Primal Peoples Conference, and that's hosted by Mr. Tom Contrell from Washington State. And I, along with Bill and Amy Lancaster, who will be showing uh, their movie, their newest movie, uh, Native Bigfoot, um, an in-depth look into the native world of Bigfoot that very few people are privy to. Uh, This is the third uh, movie installment in the trilogy of Cultured Bigfoot, uh, Paranormal Bigfoot, and Native Bigfoot. And this will be, uh, supposedly this will be the end of the Bigfoot trilogy for them, and they're moving on to something else after this. But they hmm. will be there showcasing native Bigfoot. Um, then uh, Arla, uh, Arla Williams will be there. She'll be speaking. Tom Contrell will be speaking. Uh, there's a whole list of people speaking, but I will be speaking on that Sunday on the 6th, um, along with the man, the legend, the 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 lovable Mr. Bob Gimlin uh, from the Patterson Gimlin film will also be there. That's cool. awesome. And he will be, uh, he'll, he'll be there all weekend hanging out and talking uh, throughout the days and stuff. So if, if you're in the area or you want to, you want to meet Bob or whatever, that is happening October 4th, 5th and 6th in Douglasville, Georgia. It's just West of Atlanta. Um, then uh, I'm not speaking at this conference per se, but the uh, Creature Weekend will be going on um, during that time also. Uh, I think it's the weekend after, actually. Or the 18th. 18th of October sounds right. And that takes place at Salt Fork State Park. Uh, Bob Gimlin will be there also. Bill and Amy will be there again with uh, Native Bigfoot and and a whole list of other people speaking, of course. Then uh, 
and I'm pretty dead up until the end of October. I'll be in uh, Westminster, South Carolina, for the first ever annual um, Bigfoot Festival, South Carolina Bigfoot Festival. Oh, and that will take place in Westminster on the 25th, 26th, and 27th of October. Um, then after that, the big secret that I've been withholding from everybody uh talking We're about dying. huge announcements and everything on on Facebook and and everything else. The incident that, that occurred on October sixth, two thousand eighteen mm-hmm. in the area known as P three that involved me and Gwendolyn Guthrie and Kenny Howard. Um that was something that changed our lives forever. It was one of the most mm-hmm. terrifying encounters I've ever had personally as a as a Bigfoot researcher. And it was the actual first encounter that either one of them had had with a Bigfoot. But that's not the only reason it changed their lives forever. In fact, uh, the middle of December of last year, we were invited to come to Philadelphia. And uh, we filmed a, uh, a show called uh, These Woods Are Haunted. And it will premiere on Travel Channel around Halloween. I don't know the exact date. That is premiering on around Halloween, though, and the show will will start out with my life as a Bigfoot researcher and then leading up to the incident that happened this past year in October. Wow. Uh, and that, that's that's pretty cool. And then um, then I'm dead. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm dying. Like after after <laughs> that, November and December is is I've got birthday. Uh, my kid's birthday is in November. The big one one, the big 11. Um, nice. Then, when is uh, then uh, his birthday is the 28th of November. Oh, good. He's a Sagittarius. So, yeah, yeah. He's I'm, I'm Pisces. I'm in March. I'm a March baby. But okay. um, then December is Christmas. January is pretty much dead in the water. And then something's going on toward the end of February. Some kind of little something up in upstate New York. I I don't know. I think it'll be a shit show. But you know, whatever. <laughs> something Paris. Winter Parafest, bring your booties and your mittens or something like that. I I don't know. Some some dickhead is is posting that. Uh, I swear to God, if I get up there and it's it's a gay conference, I'm not going to be mad, but I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be pretty tickled all weekend. Uh, Yeah, uh, tickled all weekend. (laughs) The French tickler. I will have my girlfriend with me, folks. So, girlfriend, yeah. I, uh, no, no, seriously, though, Parafest, Winter Parafest is going on the end of uh, February 1st of March, uh, yep. leap year, so there's there's leap something liable to be pretty creepy to go on right there, man, on leap year day, that is uh, good. the 29th. Well, well you know, so, Tony DeVille is going to be with us, too, and Tony DeVille, yeah. uh, he's, he's listening as well, and he is from... Uh, Ink Masters, and uh, he has his own. Ink uh, Masters Angels. Yep, and he's got his own shop there, and uh, um, where all the Winter Parafest, where all the ghosts are frozen solid. Yeah, so <laughs> um, he he actually had a couple of uh, uh of experiences um last year for the Parafest, and uh, so we get an opportunity if you come to the Parafest, you can talk to him. He'll tell you about some things hovering across the road. <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 naked and afraid. Oh yeah, yeah naked you, and afraid's gonna uh, be there. Yeah, you're going. Kid's gonna be yep. naked. 
No. Dad's going to be Ted, naked, and the rest of us are going to be afraid. No. No, I don't want. I do not want to no. see Teddy naked. That ain't happening. <laughs> I love. He's going to be naked, and we're going to be afraid. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> um. But yes, Melanie Elizabeth, uh, uh, Rush Hour, uh, Hour will be there from Naked and Afraid. Uh, Trent Nielsen from Naked and Afraid will be there. Um, we're still in talks with uh, Mr. Jeremy McKay. Um, there's plenty of big names from uh, Eastern Seaboard and, and uh, Midwest. We, I mean, there's we've got a bunch of people that are that want to come this year. Um, we just added uh, James Anito to oh, the. Yeah. Uh, Parafest, um, which is going to be nice to have him at the Parafest as well. Um, and you Steve Coles, uh, the uh, squad detective, is going to be there as well. So you gonna get Baggins? You gonna get Baggins, aren't you? Yeah, we're gonna. Yep, that he's first on our list. <laughs> Baggins. <laughs> no. Baggins. No Baggins. No. Bilbo? No. No. Is it Bilbo or? Uh, or uh, what was the other one's name? Hang on, I'm not a Lord yeah. of the Rings fan. Hang on, Bilbo and Dildo, Dildo Baggins. There we go. <laughs> Lord <laughs> All right. So you know, I got I got a, a couple questions I want to throw at you, Michael, before we get off here. Um, so uh, oh, wait, you wait, can't... wait, one, one. Go ahead. One, one more thing. Uh, spring of the the spring of the year, Strange Travels with Michael Cook will premiere on Amazon exclusive. Uh, that's a show that uh, showcases me going around eating weird food and seeing weird things, and on the ever uh, ever uh, never ending chase for the unknown. So you all can check that out on Amazon exclusives and maybe some other kind of streaming service by the end of the year next year. So. Anyway, go ahead with your questions there. Uh, I'm a Pisces. I'm 5'8". I'm 233 pounds. Uh, Are you ASL? We'll say, we'll say, we'll say average uh, on everything else. I'm bald. I have uh, greenish-brown eyes. I uh, have no mustache right now, but I normally keep one. Uh, I, like long, long, I like long walks on the beach. And... Uh, and, did you get my octopuses anytime I Huh? Oh my did you did you get it? ASL, age sex location. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. From early uh <laughs> early <AOL> days. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm sixty four years old. You would never know it. You are not uh, it's because it's it's because I eat carrots. I any any way I eat juice, food, enter them, insert them, any way I can get them. It's carrots. There you go. <laughs> Spinach too. Well, I can get spinach too. That's sixty-four years old and and, and moving strong. Yep. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The, uh, <laughs> I am in my mid-thirties. We'll say that. <laughs> I turned so I turned when I turned twenty-nine. I never had another birthday. So Lord, have always being late on thick people. <laughs> so what All do right, you? Ted, let's what, do it. Now you you made a, a a comment to people that um uh, that say that they, that twelve percent that don't, that don't believe in Bigfoot um what would you say to people that are out there that are that are actually kind of uh, stepping on the the field of research uh, for Bigfoot um that are hoaxing um what what would you say to them I mean I mean these people aren't making it easy on uh, real researchers either uh, you know what. 
as long as there's me and a handful of others out there that actually do it, you know, we stand for the masses. Um, there's always going to be hoaxers, though. And uh, there's always going to be somebody that thinks that that's going to give them, get them famous and give them a name, and it's not. Um, Rick Dyer, for, for a good example, Rick is somewhere in Arkansas now. I mean, he's not he, – everybody forgot who he was because, you know, they, they die. They, those those people, their names die and everything. Huh? That Rick was a hoaxer. Rick is a hoaxer. Like I said, he's in Arkansas somewhere now, and you know he 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 died out. I mean, his name is is dead. And the ones that actually do this and spend the time in the woods and everything, we're the ones who stand for the masses and the research. Um, I get a kick out of hoaxers. I really do to see what length they will go to hoax, uh, whether it be a monkey suit or or faking footprints or anything like that. If you're if you're out here faking footprints. Know this. Uh, you might fool one or two people, but the tens of thousands others that are out here know what Bigfoot footprints look like. <laughs> You're not fooling nobody. So right. that none of us. Um, but the 12%, the ones that say, no, these things don't exist, mm-hmm. fine, cool, have at it. I mean, you know what? I quit trying to convince people a long time ago that they exist. Yeah. I don't right. have to prove. I don't have to prove Bigfoot exists. I got my yeah. proof. Nineteen years ago, next month, I got my Mate. proof. Yeah. There you go. Some some seven or eight years ago, I decided I didn't need to prove it anymore. I just do it because I love it. Good. Right. Now, now, do you have any advice for us for next Monday when we're interviewing North Carolina boys? <laughs> yeah, give them as much. Hail as you possibly can give them. Hail. Super Dave. Super Dave is the is, is, he is the sexiest man of Bigfooting. Uh, okay. He, he is will, a good looking. Really? Oh yeah. He I is uh, he is he is a pretty man. Uh, okay. Super okay. Dave is. Lisa, Michael, I have your picture in front of me. Can you pull that yourself? That's an older picture so, I found them uh, on. They're a boy band waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, just stating facts here, folks. So well, they Tyler, uh, Tyler oh, lost a lot of weight though. He he oh, he's looking Lord. good too lately. Oh lordy. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we got uh they are they are the in sync okay. of Bigfoot. The Bigfoot <laughs> they are the Bigfoot. Uh, now I have like boy band. a Bigfoot and Sync like song. Like we've got to make this happen. <laughs> Hello, uh, Steve. So yeah. Um. So Steve? so Bigfoot boy band. That's what we're Bigfoot. gonna call him next okay. Monday. Okay. And and that yeah, is straight so. from Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And also that, give him hail. Yeah. Give him hail. Give him hail. Give him hail. Yeah. Hail. Northerners <laughs> talk like that, and I talk like this, and y'all. I don't know about y'all. Let's <laughs> see about the next time y'all have me on. Oh, one thing I've never been—I've been called a lot of things, but inarticulate isn't one of them. I like it. <laughs> so, well, I will tell you this: that uh, I am—I am—I'm uh, very happy that you came on the show with us this evening, um, and had some fun with us. 
and uh, we hope you had a great time as well. And um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you in February. I'm so excited that I get to meet you in February. Have the check written out to me. Um, you know about the about the fee and everything. Uh, that's three zeros at the end of that. So, um, no, well, I'm, three I'm coming up there for free. With, three zeros. with nothing before. Yeah, it. three zeros following a zero is still still zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> no, I uh, be sure to be sure to come and check it out. Uh, Douglasville, October fourth, fifth, and sixth. Um, South Carolina, the 25th, 26th, and 27th, and I'll be bringing the Bigfoot experience to both of those. And also uh, Rochester, New York, February 28th, or 29th and March 1st. Yes. The Bigfoot experience invades that little town, so we'll be up there <laughs> uh, giving them hell. And me and Ted already talked last night. We're going to burn it to the ground. There you go. All right, all right. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, going to maybe we should not burn it to the ground. Right. There's going to be uh, one more. Uh, big They're going to have to do something. It's going to be cold as shit up there. So. It is. Uh, actually, <laughs> last, year, no, last, year, last, year, actually no, last year, no, last year, last year, no, last year was 45 yeah, near 50. It wasn't too bad. It was beautiful sunshine. It didn't turn bad wait, wait, until what? going home on Sunday night when right. it started to snow Sunday night. But, but what it was did good. we do it last this past year? Uh, it was a week before, I think. Yeah, I think it was a little. So we're gonna. Too. So we moved it back a week. So hopefully we'll have a little better weather. Yeah, we're yeah, hoping. Yeah. So we're actually looking we're at dates. We're getting into March. So. We're looking at dates to kind of move Parafest. Um, oh shoot. So, but you know, to warmer weather. The problem is, is there's so many events going on yeah, that we don't yeah. want to step on anybody else's toes. Uh, but however, we are going to get. Um, there's no like master list of events so it would be great but we're gonna do our best and and maybe just turn the uh, rochester winter parafest just into the rochester parafest so and that's gonna be back to where it was yeah but it's (laughs) but it's gonna be held it's gonna be held february 29th and march 1st at uh the valley oak event center in geneseo new york and uh, 10 to 6 on saturday and uh, 10 to 4 or 10 to 5 on Sunday, so it's going to well, be a good time. So, so if we t- if we did it more towards the end of May, <coughs> are there are there other? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll are see. there others? That yeah, there's a there? ton of events, you know, down in through there. You know, we may have if there's one in like the far west or Midwest. I mean, we could relatively, you know, do ours anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we're on the East Coast, but mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see what happens. But folks, check it out. Go to uh winterparafest.com and uh check that out. And um we will be posting uh more information about the world's largest ghost hunt as well because that is coming up September twenty eighth. Um we will be doing the reveal and talking with some of the other teams across the world. Um, across eight or nine continents, um, we will be talking to them on October twenty. What was that twenty? I think that was also the twenty eighth. I think, um, which is that Monday in October. So, we're going to have uh, teams from all over the world calling in and talking to them to to let them tell us what they found, if anything. Yeah. So it's going to be. That's really yeah, really it's very very about cool, that. and because. We actually were invited to do our own um, 
investigation for the world's largest ghost hunt. We I'm will really be excited at, about that. Me too. We will be. We at were invited the, to go down to, to. Yeah, at first we're invited to go to Gettysburg. At Gettysburg. To the Lookout House, but now we have our Gettysburg own event. Very, I know we have um, our own event, which is amazing at the I mean, historical so, Avon Inn. I'm really excited. And we're going to be there September 28th. Uh, yes, from <clears> it's going to be it's going to be fun. Midnight. Yeah. Folks, yep. I'm off. Never. Thank you all so much for having me on. Uh, hey, go to Cook Group Research on Facebook mm-hmm. and check yeah. me out. Give it a like, share. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this weekend. Uh, this weekend. Uh, if you see me walking around at the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, uh, you can't miss me. I'll be wearing a pair of camouflage shorts, like I always am, black T-shirt with Cook Group Research on the back of it, and a backpack. You see me, if you come up to me and tell me Moth Mania, I will give you a free Cook Cryptid Research t-shirt and a keychain. Oh, that's so fun. That's cool. Well, you know what you could do? You all look for me. We could send you an address, and you can actually mail one here, and we could give it away to one of the fans from the show. Hey, you know what? Do that. You send me an address, and then it'll it'll be there in the next couple weeks. Fine. Cool. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. So we'll have to we'll have to come up with a Bigfoot. Why don't you put together like a little Bigfoot question or something with it, and then we'll ask it, and whatever they come up with is an answer. And you know, if it's something we feel that's uh, the right answer, we'll send them the T-shirt. Absolutely. Awesome. That's what we'll do. You send me an address. Uh, you know where to send it to. All right. Thanks, Michael. That was Michael All Cook. Right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. And um, cryptozoologist and uh, uh, all-around uh, funny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he a very is funny really guy. really funny. And you will be able to meet him, uh, shake his paw at the uh, Rochester Winter Parafest on, or on uh, September, Jesus, on February 29th and uh, March 1st at the Rochester Winter Parafest. <laughs> so, and you can actually find out more about that on gvpi.org. There is a listing so you can purchase your tickets there as well. So for the event, um, don't forget that next Monday is going to be the North Carolina Squatch Watchers. Yes. We're going to be talking to the Bigfoot Boy Band. Um, Hi, Diane. And, and that'll be fun. Hello, Diane George and uh, Odell, because she's now married. Oh, so congrats. Congratulations. Uh, and uh, I think it's been six months, but I didn't get to say that to her. So now That's I'm saying That's awesome. It. And uh, Bigfoot Boy Metal Band, according to Steve Barry. Um, so that's cool too and uh, the world's largest ghost hunt um, you can go to that website just put it in google world's largest ghost hunt and you will find a ton of locations a hundred locations across amazing world that are participating across not just the country my friends the world yes the globe the globe yes the whole of us all yeah and one more time the uh final on our poll of is bigfoot real uh the percentage went to yes at 56 percent undecided at 32 oh actually that's 31 percent and no is 13 percent because uh mr brian that's standing down here says uh put him at 13 percent because that's his vote (laughs) 
That's true. Without the disbelievers, believers wouldn't exist. Well, some of us are still very skeptical about that. So Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we will see everybody soon. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm popping in here. We appreciate um, your love and support every Monday. Yes, we do. And um, please share, share, share the world's largest ghost hunt from the Paratalk radio page. Please Um, do that. We really would appreciate that. And the... um, Parafest stuff will be coming out soon too. So oh just my gosh, sharing. I'm so excited about big Parafest. Big list, big list of new it people has coming. So, so it's many be, great, yeah, great people yeah. coming. Yeah, and it'll be fun. Get your peeps out here for Winter Parafest mm-hmm. and share our shiz. The biggest we want that the, name. The biggest little paracon where you need your gloves right. and hat. <laughs> and your booties. Is, That's right. As, as Michael said. Yep. All right. Booties and mittens. Booties and mittens. <laughs> and bounce you around like a fart in a mitten, as they say. All right, guys. So don't forget, uh, wherever there is darkness, there's always the light. Thank you for listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday for another fantastic guest. Please check out our show as well as others on the WLFE-DB Radio Network. And remember, like, follow, and share with everyone. Join us at WLFE-DB.com for upcoming shows and so much more. Give me a hunter. What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, we were talking. About oh my it. lord! Did you see his ass? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Let me see that guy. No, I don't want. Oh, okay. No. No, that's just Lance Hardwood. Lance who? Hardwood. This guy is adorable. Yes. Yes, he is. Is he gay? I don't know. Oh. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>